Hello everyone and welcome back to Keep Calm and Carry On. I hope you guys have all had a good week and been enjoying this amazing sunshine. I mean, who needs to go abroad when we uh, have this gorgeous sun? Um, So, this week I have a wonderful guest for you. Some of you may have seen her on Strictly Come Dancing and also she's known for a bit of EastEnders too. Um, But I met her way back a few years ago at the Hackney Empire and we were doing a concert for a Friday night is music night with the gorgeous Sam Janis and of course the legendary Barbara Windsor and she blew me away she sang just like a dream and I can't wait for her to share her story of her her ups and downs and her career has just been mind-blowing and I know you're going to love it please welcome the gorgeous Emma Barton Thank you so much for coming on my new podcast. It's so lovely to see another face, actually, while we're in this crazy time. How are you doing? How's it going? Oh, thank you for having me, Kerry. Um, it's all right. I, I'm, I'm actually doing better than the first sort of week. The first yeah. week, um, I was supposed to be going back to EastEnders after having a little break because I just uh, did Strictly yeah. over the Christmas and the tour. And so I was supposed to go back filming that week. And of course, then they were like, no, that's it. We're closing shop. (laughs) And I then felt like I didn't know what to do with myself. I live on my own. And I think, especially with something like filming, you're you're given a schedule every day. And I was like, I don't know what to do. And it was, I thought, oh gosh, now I'm frightened because I don't want to get into a a low state of mind of like um, not having any structure or agenda or not knowing what to do with myself. But I let that, I let that happen. I thought, no, let it, let it pass and have a think. Don't feel like you've got to rush in to start making a banana loaf <laughs> or, you know, have you doing made two one hours yet? of keep fit. Have you done no. one yet? <laughs> no, I can't bake. Oh dear. But I thought, no, let, and then since then I let that phase pass. And now I actually do write a schedule for myself every day. Oh, do you? And what's on your schedule? What's what's an average day for you? <laughs> well, I start I start by trying to do a bit of exercise, whether it be Joe Wicks like everybody else, which actually, yeah. I don't know about you, I find quite difficult. <laughs> it is. I do it with my kids and it's like they're doing press-ups. I'm like, how are you? You're oh, four. How are you doing a press-up? <laughs> I know. I know. It's, but it's brilliant. And, yeah, you know, it, it gets better the more you do it, obviously. Um, mm. And then I give myself like one cleaning job a day, um, yeah. like deep cleaning I mean obviously I still put the hoover and dust around but um yeah one cleaning job um call a friend or speak to a friend but I don't know about you I feel I'm talking and uh, more with my friends than I would normally because normally we'd just whatsapp or message now yeah, we're picking absolutely. up the phone which is much nicer mm. and um you feel that you've got what I am finding is the connection with people and it, that's it that's lovely if that's going to continue you know we learn something from this horrible situation yeah absolutely I, yeah, I mean I was saying this morning you know I'm, I'm a bit quizzed out we're doing so many zoom chats and quizzes but it's lovely I'm actually seeing all my friends and we're actually like I say communicating all the time you know life usually gets in the way and you kind of you never have time and you're planning like months in advance but actually people are communicating which is lovely um do you have you got any kind of anything that you're doing right now that you can um, do while you're at home? Because obviously we can't really work from home. But no. if you, is there anything that you 
are kind of thinking about or planning to do or yeah the first uh, yeah like I said the first week I thought right I need to do, I need to do this I need to do that and I need to learn a language and I, I need to um, <laughs> do everything that I'm seeing everybody doing on social media which is great or learn how to cook or do a recipe each day. but I haven't but what I yeah. have done um, I've been really fortunate in um, being part of um, um, a group uh, called Home Festival Fun which has been created by by O.T. Mabuse and Karen Hower from Strictly. And they're doing, um, yeah, and th- four days a week, um, learning to do some fit- fitness, um, cardio they do. Um, uh, O.T. teaches a dance class to the children. So something oh, wow. from like a musical or Disney, which mm. is brilliant. Um, and I do a bedtime story for children. <gasps> Which, I love that. Yeah, which has been lovely. So that's been a real godsend, I must say. And, at, but frightening because you yeah. forget that you're sight reading for 30 minutes. <laughs> which is really scary. Isn't yeah. It? <laughs> because you think, I can read a children's novel. Not a problem. You know, I'm an adult, but I was doing, um, uh, I was, I'm reading Matilda at the moment and I'm doing Miss Honey oh. in a Yorkshire accent and a word mathematics came up and I couldn't say it. And this is live on Instagram. And I, and I tried. And instead of stopping and just going, I can't say, I kept going. And I repeat mathematics. I said mathematical. I was so mortified. Um, but then I just thought, you know what? That's oh, live for that. you. And I just thought it shows how human you are sometimes. I could say it as me in a southern accent, but could I say it in a Yorkshire accent? That'll tell oh, I love that will show me for showing off, you know. Oh, that's so brilliant. <laughs> I love that so much. But I you know what? I love that kind of about the live stuff that everybody's doing. I've done a couple of little lives, I've tamp you know, dipped my toe in a little bit. And I do love that it it does show people in their actual real life. I mean, Instagram is kind of meant to be um, you know, it's meant to be your real life or an, an insight into your life, but actually it's a bit of a glitzy side to it. But it seems like now we're having to show that side because there's no getting out of it. Like if I do a live, I've more than likely have a small child, you know, yep. peering ahead through or, you know, and it's those things that you, that you can't, you can't really take or something if it's live and I think it's kind of it's kind of the beauty of it it does show our humanity and I think that's a good thing and I yeah and I I do think that people warm to you more when they see you with no makeup on or your child's in in, um, you know crying and wanting you know mummy when you're trying to do these things because that is normal life and and people relate to that more so you know that is like you say the beauty of it so let's not talk about the virus for a minute or so you know because there are other things in life um but going back to um the reason I kind of started this this podcast because I wanted to talk to people you know successful people in the industry that have done lots of amazing things and talk about their journeys a little bit but talk about um the times when it's you've come off a big show or you've been in a you know a big tv series or you've done something like Strictly and you know it's something so massive and so big and exciting and you're surrounded by lots of people and then the after bit you know the bit when you come home and suddenly you are in your like we are now you're in your normality and you're you know getting up and cleaning your teeth and putting the dinner on and making banana loaf and and how that feels and I mean I speak about it a lot with with various friends and family and and about how dramatic it is and it takes me sometimes a few days to adjust and I just wondered I mean your your career's 
been incredible and you've done lots of different things but do you kind of experience that in any form yeah I suppose um finishing a show I think is 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 crazy because um you're so in each other's pocket you're so so much more a family I I've uh, noticed and compared to doing television um your life is your fam is your show family Mm. and then I find that when that show's finished um you 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 then look at your watch thinking oh it'd be beginners now or I'd be yes. putting my wig on now or I'd be putting yes. oh it'd be warm up now and to let go of that that time and also change your body you know your your body clock and mm. like not going to bed at one o'clock in the morning and and, yeah. and getting up at eleven <laughs> o'clock in the morning you know and and changing that that's always I've always found really really strange and the fact that you think oh I'm never going to see those people again which is is mm. rubbish you do and you do stay yeah. in contact with. And, um, yeah, that, that's, that's always quite weird. Again, I've had times when, you know, I've left a job and you think, oh gosh, when's the next one coming? Yeah. Um, and I always think that, that panic, I think, especially early on in my career, when I just started out, um, being mostly in on the ensemble of shows mm. um thinking oh and then people telling you in the company you could hear them going for auditions and things like yes. that and you're not getting those auditions and you're like oh. oh my gosh the contract's up in a month's time and I'm not getting any auditions oh my mm. goodness yeah it's all that sort of anxiety that comes with being an actress I think in, yeah. in any sort of um way you know whether it be theatre or television or anything yeah. Oh my God. I so, I, I mean, I remember it. I still have it now. I mean, it, it, you do feel that kind of, it's exactly it. It's that anxiety of, well, what's, what's, what am I going to do? What's going to happen? Um, so going back to when I mean, you, you trained in a, in a theatre college, trained at Guildford mm. and, um, did you have a plan to kind of go into acting or, or TV or, cause you've done tons of musicals as well and plays. And did you have like a, a path, an ideal path, or did you just step out and say, well, whatever comes, I'm going to go for it? Yeah, I, I just, I just knew, um, I really wanted to, um, work in the theatre. Television mm. didn't even enter my mind at all when I was training. I didn't have the best time at drama school. Um, I was always in the ensemble and was never given an opportunity to play a character or a part, even if it was a small part or a lead. Um, it did sort of, I felt, go to the sort of same people, the favourites in drama yeah. school. Um, <laughs> and uh, I had to really fight for the showcase um, piece I wanted to do, which is where um, at the in your third year you go and do um, a showcase in front of agents and mm. um, to try and get your agent. And I remember my head of musical theatre wanted me to do a, a ballad, but had already sort of said to... Um, me or I think it might be my parents or something when they sort of said oh what why is Emma not getting any sort of parts and he said oh well, she hasn't got the best voice and she's not the best dancer so it's she's very it's very very tricky anyway I really my gorgeous um music singing teacher at the school um really thought I could do Sunday in the Park with George oh, and oh, and he said you've got to do it and I I did it and I fought for it and they really didn't want me to do it and uh, thank goodness for him because I did nail it and I got my first agent, Barry Burnett. 
Um, yeah, from that. I didn't know you was Barry. Yeah, oh, he was my oh. first agent, and um, and then it was just like no, I, I it was something. It was that I didn't realize I had it in me that that fight and that like no, I really want to do this. Um, and then unfortunately, I didn't get um a job for about a year after my first year of drama school. Mm. Um, and so I, but then I was really lucky to get, um, an ensemble part in the secret garden, um, which they did at the RSC with Adrian Noble and Dame Jilling Lin. That's a nice first job. Isn't it? (laughs) And and then, um, yeah, I thought, okay. And, and and that, oh, I've got a really funny story about, um, a time in that show. So, um, yes. So Philip Quast is singing Mm. where in the world. Oh, uh, his voice. Oh, my gosh. His voice, dramatic, <gasps> yes. emotional piece. Mm. And Gillian want us to, to all, uh, the, the ensemble, to be dancing in the rain. Now, uh, let me go back a little bit. When we auditioned for this, um, it wasn't a dancer's, the ensemble weren't, it wasn't a dancing show. It was yeah. acting movement. Suited me down to the ground. Suited me down to the ground. And I think that's probably why I sort of got the job. But then they realised, because it was a new piece that they were creating again, that they needed to sort of a dance break. <laughs> so here you so come. We get, so we, get, we got more towards the opening night. Gillian uh, was adding more and more dance moves. I, was, I ended up at the front and then by the tech and the first preview, I was at the back. Um, but <laughs> that was good at least I wasn't cut from the actual number but we had to run so I had to run from upstage left to downstage right and we had to do a movement like running on tiptoes in the rain with a big umbrella and my foot got caught in the tracks that they had on the stage for these yeah. uh, moving doors and I stacked it center oh. stage right behind Philip Quast. I was the only, it was me and him on the stage. And of course he's singing and he sort of <laughs> did a little turn around to see that he knew there was something going on. <gasps> and of course everyone in the wings, all your mates were laughing their heads off. <laughs> oh, no. And I laughed for a bit, then pulled my eyes out. <laughs> and then the director said, uh, notes the next day, said, don't worry, dear Emma, it looked as if you'd fallen into a puddle. <laughs> Oh, how brilliant. I love those things. Oh, my God, that's so good. I love it. How was Gillian? I mean, isn't she just the most... Oh, she was just... She was just incredible, wasn't she? She was wonderful, and I wish she could have seen me do Strictly because I've got another funny, funny story. Um, uh, You know um, Daniel Hinchliffe, obviously, don't you? Well, he was my (laughs) friend in the show, an amazing dancer. Mm. had done so much theatre and I sort of looked up to him and he sort of took me under his wing to help me because I wasn't a dancer. And opening night, I think, um, press night, we had the do at the, uh, one of the nice hotels or something in town. And Gillian Lynn was speaking to the wonderful Charles Dance and Daniel and I were stood together having a little cheeky sherry or whatever it was. <laughs> and um, Gillian Lynn said, oh, Charles, I really want you to meet Daniel Hinchliffe. He's our best dancer in the show. Wonderful, wonderful performer. And this is Emma Barton, not our best dancer, but has a nice face. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
my oh. god! Oh my goodness! But I'll never. And Daniel and I, we laugh at that story all oh. the time. And when I got Strictly, Daniel said, "Oh, I bet Julie's looking at you down on you, just going, oh, you know, I, <laughs> I'm proud oh. of her." <laughs> but how, how brilliant though that you, you know, you started off, um, you, you know, as as an actress that that moves, yeah, and then you end up on something like Strictly, which is just massive and that's such a big um big step I mean how 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 was it for you I mean how how was it going in as an actress that moves I mean was there the expectation because you'd come from a drama school and suddenly everyone thinks you can dance and it's a very different discipline but the pressure from that show must have been horrific yeah well I think when they it first um got released and of course there was loads of stories in the media saying oh she's uh, you know she's the bookie's favorite she can dance and I just thought little do they all know <laughs> I mean little and everyone who knows me well who's done a show with me will vouch uh, you know I'm not kidding and I know I've pl- played Roxy in Chicago but it's a, again a different style and actually suits bossy suits non-dancers yeah and yeah. um but yeah it was it was it was difficult. I found it very, very hard and very nerve wracking. I think I experienced the worst nerves in my entire career, Kerry, doing that show. Really? Yeah. But as it, it's something again, this inner fight that I never really, it's, it comes out every now and again. I didn't have a good run, um, week three, four and five. Things just weren't going well at all. I was getting very low mm. scores. I thought I was going to be out. And then I got, um, did a, a foxtrot, American Smooth Foxtrot, and it, I just turned it around. I was like, no, I'm going to do this. Um, but it was, it was hard, totally different discipline, totally different yeah. skills. I didn't, you know, I've never heard of and exhausting. I did, yeah. I've, I've now the fittest I think I've probably ever been in my entire yeah. life at 42. Um, but yeah, it was crazy and it is lovely. And I just think, you know, it just shows you. Uh, it's not, it, you can do anything if you really yeah. work hard and you put the hours in and the determination in. And it wasn't about winning. I just wanted to enjoy it and learn a new skill. So we'll be right back with Emma in just a moment. But if you are enjoying the season, please hit subscribe and maybe even leave us a review. I love hearing your thoughts. And you can do that on the Apple Podcast Store. I've spoken to... Um, other people in the series like Kimberly Walsh you know who's also done Strictly and we spoke to Arlene you know different experiences and um because you've kind of come from uh you've experienced theatre in a big way and we're kind of used to that um uh, critique um, yes and you know and, and and dealing with that kind of live performance and um the drama of it and and also then the after bit of it you know when you come out of it do you think it's it's quite difficult for some people that perhaps aren't in this industry at all to then suddenly come in and be in this unusual uh, experience to then be ripped out of it because I you know someone like yourself that's that's dealt with something huge like EastEnders and being in the public eye and um you know, used to everybody knowing who you are, your face, you know, to suddenly go on a a show like that is probably not as traumatic or as a dramatic experience as somebody that's perhaps, I don't know, being an an athlete or something very, you know, very different discipline. Mm. Did you see anybody else kind of go through that or did did it affect you at all? No, I think I was lucky in the fact that I'm at an age where I've been in the industry for over 20 years. We've constantly have had our knockbacks. You go to castings, 
um, the feedback you get to that, or even in the audition at the time. (laughs) Which is awful. Lie to me. Thanks. (laughs) Or even look at me would be nice. Yes. Maybe just look at me while I'm doing my monologue or singing my number. Um, I think, and so I'm used to those, I've been used to those hard faces. I don't know, it was television and, and stuff like that. And it's, but they are, they know their stuff. Those judges know what they're talking about. So again, you have to respect that and you learn. And I have been thought, I was fortunate that I had experienced that all my life in the industry. That's what Mm. you learn. You go and do a show, you have notes, you've got your resident director coming in and giving you your notes or telling you off or be better. (laughs) And um, yeah, so I I could deal with that. I could notice that I, yeah, from uh, for other people that have Mm. never, that, you know, never had that training or experience, that must have been quite tough and and can can affect people. And Mm. you can be, people take it to heart. Whereas I think maybe because you've got a little bit of that strong, you know, hard skin, um, yeah. to tough skin, whatever they're saying. Um, you know, you can just go, right, I'm, I'm listening, I take it on board and you move forward. Yeah. And I think that's important for youngsters coming into this business, you know, to understand that that's part of the job. You're, yeah. you're not told, you're not going to be told that you're amazing every no. night, you're every day or in every audition. And it just makes you um, stronger and better and you just learn from it. Oh, it's so good to hear you say that because, again, I, I've been talking to a lot of students while in this kind of period and 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 saying to them, you know, I'm doing this podcast, I'm speaking to these, you know, amazingly successful people that you all know and you all love and see on your screens and uh, and look up to and it's great for them to hear that it happens to us all because mm. I get often asked, oh, do you not audition anymore? And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know anybody that doesn't. I mean, who, yeah. I, it's occasionally you get a nice call and say, would you like to come and do this? And that's lovely, but we still have to go through that. And it's, it's almost harder now because now there's that expectation. Oh, you know, Emma Barton's coming into the room and, and we know what she's done and she's got to deliver. And that's, I find that really tricky. I find that hard almost Mm. the pressure is greater um do you find a different um a different pressure being in musicals to television do you find do you enjoy one more than the other do you find it's really weird when I go and watch well when we did go watch shows (laughs) (laughs) um like um you want to be up there and you go oh I would love to be doing that and then you know you watch a great drama on the telly you think oh I want to be in that so um I've just been very fortunate I could cross cross over um I love live theatre the 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 reward and even like I hadn't done it for so long and then doing Strictly again having a live audience there it was so it was so it gives you a high that you can't describe that adrenaline yeah yeah, it's amazing um but telly is is great because if you make mistakes you could do it again (laughs) (laughs) you it's quick though isn't it telly is is fast you don't get the kind of luxury of 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 rehearsing like we do in the theater isn't it like you know here's your lines do it on that's right and it is and it is down to you again and i this is another good piece of advice for for (laughs) youngsters listening and is you've got to do your homework you can't think oh yeah i'm gonna wing this i'm gonna phone this in it'd be fine yeah you don't have time to rehearse um telly at all uh you get on the set you literally they give you your blocking you're going to stand here you're going to come in there da, 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 da. let's do a read through read through and that's it done so there's no point just, just trying to search for those lines because you haven't yeah. got time you've got to be able to deliver your performance so 
I find I'm very lucky with the, the, the actor I work with who plays my husband in the show. Um, we always have a cup of tea and we rehearse. And oh, then when good. we do come on set... You're ready. We're ready. And then if they the director wants to add little bits, we're not worrying about, you know, searching for our lines and stuff yeah. like that. So, And I never thought, Kerry, I would be able to do it. I was always the last off book in shows. I was, you know, terrible. But it's amazing what your muscles can do. You know, yeah. it's like your physical activity. I'm getting better at, you know... Joe Wicks, and I'm now better at my lines. The more you do it, the better you are. <laughs> is it that quick? Is it literally the night before? Is it that short? A um, well, the things can change the night before. They, you know, the, uh, schedules might change, and you might not be doing a scene that you thought you might be doing. Then they may may add an, another scene, so it is quite quick. But um, yeah, you just again you spend your Sundays planning for the. You get your schedule at the end of a week for the next week, and you spend those days doing it. Ah, and okay. and also, you're, we, we film out of sync, so you, it's not like a play you're running from at one yes. to the end. It's um, so you've got to make little notes of or oh, what happened that the, yeah. the, when they last saw me. Yeah, it's all about homework. Yeah. Does that not give you anxiety to learn them lines? I <laughs> would get more. <laughs> terrible anxiety with that. That would stress me yeah. out. <laughs> the worst is if, worse if you, suddenly you think it, where you haven't had big chunks of dialogue for a while and you're just, you know, walking in the shop and going, oh, hire Ian and I'll have a loaf of bread. And then you've got this big scene, <laughs> this big scene, and then you're like, Oh, I've forgotten how to remember lines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, oh, it's, but it's amazing. I mean, it's it's such a skill, and 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 you look just so beautiful and brilliant on the screen. It's just you know, it's amazing. It's such a it's such a skill. Oh yeah, I know what I wanted to talk to you about the Go. marathon. Oh my gosh! So oh my gosh! You were meant to run the marathon this year, weren't you? No. Oh no, no, no! I did it last year. Oh, you did it! I, I thought have it was done it. Oh my god! How oh, was never that? again. Never oh. again. But oh. <laughs> Honestly, I'm, you know, blessed this year because obviously it was cancelled because of the uh, corona. But goodness, yeah. thank goodness it wasn't this year because it, that, the, the weather we've had and it was so hot. Yeah. Oh, it would have been scary. So, yeah, it was a part of that. We did it for dementia. Yeah. Uh, was that was that literally just because of Barbara, or was it because you had other connections? Yeah, um, Barbara for one, and um, also my uncle. I lost the year before uh, with vascular dementia, so I've oh. experienced it for a few good few oh, years, wow. and so I'm quite passionate about working yeah. with Alzheimer's dementia charities. But oh my goodness, we had about three months to train. And three which months, is, yeah, which that's isn't, nothing. yeah, there's nothing. I'm no runner. I've done the, the, the most I'd done 5k. And then unfortunately, um, where I just wasn't, you know, I haven't done any sort of physical activity for years being in telly, you just go in and sit and sit down a lot. <laughs> um, I, I wasn't strong. And so I got this thing called runner's knee, which oh. I'd never heard of, which basically means that um my muscles were sort of tight in my um quads and that was pulling on the knees so yeah and I was like oh gosh so myself and another actor said look we're gonna stay together mm-hmm. and we'll just do what we can run walk it and um we did run walk it and I did it in six hours <laughs> 23 that's, that's but I, I completed it that's that's, the, that, that's all I wanted to achieve and the next day I mean I couldn't walk oh wow yeah uh, I couldn't walk but it was it's amazing to say I've, I've done it but I, I wouldn't ever do it again that's amazing I don't think I mean I you know lost my nan she had dementia last year and it was it's such a tragic thing and I think you need 
you need like something so powerful to get you through because I yeah. just can't run. I'm hopeless. I mean, I go out on my bike and I go miles, but I can't run. My brain just no. goes, oh, and I think you should stop now. You should stop. And it's, yes. oh my The voice goodness. is in your head. The but voices. that's a very good point. Um, I was, as I was really, really struggling about round m- mile 13 and I had still a long way to go. Um, I just kept thinking of my gorgeous uncle who couldn't use yeah. his legs for mm-hmm. the last sort of two or three years of his life. And it, it, again, it makes you, it gets you through it. You're yeah. all, all up in your mind, isn't it? It's, it's, it's crazy stuff. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. Well, uh, okay, moving on to something a bit brighter. Give yes. me the highest point, whether it's, uh, uh, you know, emotionally <laughs> or the be- or the best thing you've ever done in your career, the thing that stands out the most for you. Oh, um, well, I've just, well, I think probably strictly, really. Um, I know it's, it's, it's current, but that has been, that was amazing. I learned, I've learned so much, um, about myself, I think. Um, I think you can get sort of, um, a bit sort of lazy. And I think I was getting a bit lazy in, in just, pushing myself or shying away from things like oh would you like to go to this or would you like to attend that and or would you um uh, yeah seeing friends and I would just go to work and then just want to come home yeah and then with the strictly thing I've just learned so much that I can there is more to life than what's sometimes necessarily just in front of you mm. and um yeah do you mean I, that kind of socially do you think that's like yeah, do you mean interacting yeah, socially? socially and 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 thinking that you know there's more out there to still learn from I've learned so much from these professional dancers Mm. about food about fitness about learning these extremely difficult dances and you're constantly learning and I think I must I think in my head I sort of felt that or I've done I was in a job which I knew uh, was secure Mm. and I was I love playing my part but I sort of didn't want to, I wasn't pushing myself and picking yeah. up a book or listening to a new musical or listening. Yeah. And I think that's it. You've got to keep, keep learning and yeah. learning off other people. And so that's for me, it was a, a real change, a gear change. And I'm really thrilled that that happened. Wow. Absolutely. It, you know, it, it's at this time as well. It's kind of, again, what I keep saying to young students is use this opportunity to, to learn, have a look at old, old musicals have a look at old scripts or it's stuff that we all go we haven't got time to do that or learn a new song or learn a new language you know we don't have the blessing of this time so Mm. use it you know use it now um so well I mean the lowest point what's been the toughest point the kind of darkest moment (laughs) oh the darkest I had a really awful time um uh so I just done so I did two years in Chicago and then um, I, I just couldn't get any work. I think I did one TV comedy in in the year and I was auditioning and auditioning. And I just wasn't, I was getting down to like the last few and nothing was coming my way. And um, I think I just, and then the following year, just one pantomime which was great because then you get in, you're really excited, you're working again and it's fun and then nothing. And I spent about three years of not getting employed. Wow. And that was heartbreaking. Mm. Um, and, but I still kept going. And, and now, and it just like, it was, I had to even, I moved in with my parents because time, times were so tough. Mm. 
Um, but I, I still believed in myself. I just I still kept going and then luckily got an amazing tour of One Man, Two Governors. Oh, I love that um, show. I, yeah, played Dolly in that. And, and, and then luckily Stenders came back wanted to bring me back into the show but yeah three years of not working but so I used to um teach um little kids on a Saturday musical theatre and and do monologues and duologues with them to keep myself going but um yeah that was tough do you think that what do you think it knocked your confidence because that's you know that kind of period of time to you've done some incredible things and you you know you look at look at that You'd been on EastEnders, you'd done a load of shows, you, you'd had such great experiences to then have that period of time. I mean, did that affect you? Yeah, because you sort of feel like, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. And I think another sort of a great piece of advice is you are not doing anything wrong. Yes. And I think at some time, at the end of the day, it's just if your face fits. Yeah. And I think um, things it's changed in the respect of your profiles now mm. of course of, again um and I think that there was a, a part like I was uh, they sort of wanted a profile but I wasn't a profile anymore because I hadn't been on the telly for four years so mm. like or we didn't know where to put her but it's not you it's just it, my face didn't fit or I just wasn't enough yeah but um for them but it was nothing I don't think I I didn't let it affect uh, there was still a belief in me that I knew I had the talent I knew I could do it but it wasn't it, I just couldn't take that personally yeah where do you think you get that from like that strength like that kind of endurance and that robustness to carry on and keep going you know after something like that is it's quite tough yeah I, d- I don't actually know I think it's probably because I think I couldn't do anything else which <laughs> I'm sure I could do if I had to but I think it's this is always what I wanted to do and yeah, it wasn't about it wasn't about fame it was wasn't about necessarily money obviously is important don't get me wrong but it's just doing what I love and I mm. love picking up a, a script and I love performing and I love, you know, and mm. I just had, I don't know where I got it from because my parents aren't like it at all. No, but, my partner. Um, yeah, just kept going. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. No, it's, it's it, again, it's something that young people and people that start now are, are going to love to hear. And mm. also people in other professions, you know, that it can be, you can have those moments, huge success, and then it can go a bit quiet sometimes and it's not yep. personal and it's how you carry on and how you strive forward that matters. Um, is there anything you haven't done that you've still, you would still like love to do? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I think, um, I would love to, the experience, oh, well, I think, yes, actually that, yeah. I know exactly what I'd love to do. I'd love to say that I've been on Broadway. Oh. That's the only thing I can say. Other than that, nothing. Yeah, that Was there never be... a chance with, with Chicago? Did you never say, listen? No, I don't. <laughs> Take me across I, the pond. I don't think they would have wanted me, really. <laughs> um, I'm sure they no, would. Um, no, I think that would be lovely to say. Mm. To say I've done. I don't know what it is about, you know, I think it's just old school glamour, isn't it? I think it's the unknown, isn't it? People always say, what's the difference? And I kind of say, well, I think the difference is everybody in the West End wants to work on Broadway and everyone on Broadway wants to work in the West End. It's just the unknown, isn't it? I think. Oh, it's amazing. Um, 
And what's, well, I say, dare to say what's next for you, because we it is unknown, we don't know at the moment, but is there is there anything that we can see you in coming out of this or that you have kind of in the... Well, in well I mean, obviously, I'm, I'd love to, you know, be going back as soon as to I can back to Albert Square yeah. um, and then just see what happens. But again, because none of us sort of know, it's um, so tricky. There's ma- Obviously, there's massive... EastEnders fans out there but I mean where are you at with that is because I think you film was it up to three months in advance or eight yeah it's about we're about eight weeks and I think um they've reduced um at the moment with with two shows a week so yeah but of course I was uh, it was the week I was going back so I don't know any information no no one knows any information but we just hope that we come back as soon as as possible because you know it's it's such a it's part of us, isn't it? He said it's been going 30 odd years and oh it's just his institution. And, you know, and I think it'll be the one thing I think that people will start going out of their houses for if EastEnders comes off the telly. Oh, be... I know, it's a bit of comfort, <laughs> isn't it? The soaps. Yeah, you know. it is, it is. So just before we let Emma go, I have to ask her one final question that I love to ask all my guests. If you could look back to your 20-year-old self and give yourself one piece of advice, what would it be of how to keep calm and carry on? To keep calm and carry on. I love that. I just, it's brilliant. I think I would say you've got to, um, you can never cast yourself in anything. Oh, that's brilliant. That's not your, that's not your responsibility. That's not your choice. If people don't like you, it's none of your business. So it's, you've got to just go, right, well, I will show them I can do it the next audition I go to. And I think that a few times, Early on in my in my twenties, when I first started out, it was that of taking things personally, or, or, or you know, and if and I think it isn't. You've just got to keep that belief that that part and that that show or that film or television show will come your way if you if you just keep believing in yourself. And actually, sometimes it's okay to say no. Even if you think it's, it's your agents going, Oh, I think this, the amount of auditions, Kerry, and I don't know about you, I went for, which I didn't want to do, but yeah. you did it because you, you, you felt you your you agents, should. you feel you should, and mm. you, Oh, I've got to be seen in front of that person. Just do, if you, if it stresses you out that much and you've truly believed, don't just, just say no. Mm. And it's okay to say no. Oh, that's yeah. brilliant. Oh, Emma, <laughs> thank you so much. It's been so lovely to talk to you. Thank oh, you for lovely coming. to talk to you. Oh, lovely. Oh, and I will subscribe because Yay! you've got some fantastic <laughs> guests and I will tell everybody about oh, your podcast. Thank you so much. It's so lovely to see you. And have a lovely day. Thank you. And you, darling. Lots of love. Well, that's it for another week. Wow, these episodes go so fast. I hope you guys are enjoying them as much as me. I'm just loving every second. And it's so lovely to have all of your support. So really, thank you. So just a little thank you to Emma Barton for sharing your story. Oh, what a dream she is. And I love all her cleaning craziness. And also the gorgeous Martin at Peroxide Media for sorting all this out for me and making all this podcast business happen. And of course, to you, the listeners, I can't do this without your support. So thanks for listening. And I can't wait to share who's coming up. So don't forget to tune in again next week. See you then. Bye.